these are. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get to today's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, I'd like to talk a little bit more about who's culpable for the top secret documents being in Joe Biden's garage and his personal office and every other place they're not supposed to be. If you have a chief of staff for a president or a vice president or anybody at that level of government, that chief of staff is obligated to know about every single thing that goes on in that office. He or she is in charge, period, dot. So while Joe Biden may not have known what documents were in boxes next to his Corvette in the garage, Ron Klain, his chief of staff, both from when he was vice president and president, should have known exactly what was in those boxes and what documents were contained therein. He needed to know where these documents were, when they were transported, who transported them, and why they were transported to where they were transported. Ron Klain. He is a hardcore radical leftist that manages the White House today. So as we start talking about culpability and who should be held accountable for these documents being illegally in locations they're not supposed to be, it's not an oversight. They were illegally removed. A crime has been committed. That's an absolute. There's no arguing away from that. It doesn't matter whether the Biden White House is cooperating with the National Archives or cooperating with the Special Counsel or cooperating with the DOJ. The fact that they were there means a crime was committed, and that's what we need to focus on. Who knew about it? When did they know about it? Why was it authorized? Who moved them? Everyone who knew about these top-secret documents being in Delaware or being at the University of Pennsylvania when they weren't supposed to be there, they are culpable. They've committed a crime. And it all starts with Ron Klain. Joe Biden's chief of staff. So let's look at him. Let's look at what he said. Let's look at who he directed. Because if he didn't know, that whole hierarchy in the White House has to go. I also want to take issue with the way Chuck Schumer is responding to this. Listen to this soundbite and tell me if that's the way he sounded when Mar-a-Lago was raided by the FBI looking for top-secret documents. We have to ask you about what's happening with the attorney general now appointing the special counsel and the fact that the White House is acknowledging, yeah, these classified documents were found. Well, look, do you believe that he's violated the federal law here? It's much too early to tell. There's a special prosecutor in each situation. I think President Biden has handled this correctly. He's fully cooperated uh, with the prosecutors when the documents were found. He notified archives. It's a total contrast to President Trump, um, who stonewalled for a whole year. But the point is we now have special prosecutors 
on for both of these situations, very serious people. We should let it play out. We don't have to push them in any direction or try to influence them. That's all I'm going to say. Let the special prosecutors do their job. Do you support the fact that a special counsel is overseeing this matter now? Yes, yeah. I do. And in fact, you know, uh, I was this when when they first uh, the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago and they said, well, what are you going to say about this? Mm-hmm. I said, it's premature to comment. And I've said it here. So I've been consistent about it in both cases. You have prosecutors, special prosecutors. I support both of them. Mm -hmm. Let them do their job. I think that's all that should be said. The politicians shouldn't be buzzing around. Just to to, to be sure about what you said, you believe that... The Biden folks are being transparent about this. You think that they're being I think the Biden folks, as I said, cooperated with the prosecutorial authorities from day one and Donald Trump didn't. This is our reporting. According to one justice official, said that the White House public statements earlier this week offered an incomplete narrative about the classified documents from Biden's time as vice president, reinforced the need for a special counsel. The misleading statements created the impression that Biden's team had something to hide. That doesn't sound that much different than the former president. John, there's now a special prosecutor. Let's see what they have to say. We can have all this speculation and comment. Let's see what they have to say, and let's focus on doing things that help the American people. But, Senator, I have to, I have to get into, have to say this. Uh, you, you seem much more measured about this than with the Trump documents, because you call for transparency with the Trump documents. You wanted lawmakers to have access to the documents seized from the former president, uh, his residence in Florida, which it seems like you... The bottom line is, I said that night, it's premature to comment on what should be done. For and president I stick Trump by that. Mean. Yes, for President Trump. That's exactly so right. you think that That's your statements are consistent for I both? I sure do. For both. You bet. Okay. So you said the president has fully cooperated, and there's no indication that he and the White House have not. But there is a real question about transparency and what the American people well, deserve. Let me just... Let me, the let prosecutors let me will just, get to the bottom of this, and let's let them do it, for I, God's I, sake. I, I, I know you, you all want to buzz around you. and all of that, but... Let me let me buzz for a minute. Okay, let let me buzz. Let me buzz for one minute, and I promise we'll get out of this. Hold on, it's not just us buzzing around. You are the the Democratic head of the Senate. This is a really important issue. It's not just buzzing around. No, but we have. And if there were no special prosecutor, there would be. You know, you might have a different thing to say, but there is. And now we have the law enforcement people who have the power to get all the facts out doing it. I support both. I think we should have a special prosecutor on each. I don't mind your asking these questions, but my view is I'm not going to say anything. Let the special prosecutors do their job. The question I was going to ask is about the fact that when when this did come out after CBS's news is reporting and the White House came out and acknowledged it, um, they only addressed the documents found on November 2nd. But they knew at the time about the documents found on December 20th. And that's what begs the question of full transparency. And it's not just us. The Washington Post editorial board, you know, this morning says the same thing, that if the president and this White House answered more questions directly, like that exact timeline, uh, that would, quote, promote trust and preempt this criticism. Would you like to see the White House do that today? I leave everything up to the special prosecutors. Their obligation legally was to report things to the archives the minute they discovered them. Unlike Trump, they did. This is the kind of hypocrisy that makes people hate politicians. And Chuck Schumer is still the majority leader in the Senate because we had people who didn't show up to the polls. And if they did, they were all freaked out about the propaganda about MAGA candidates. We needed a sea change election this past midterm 
those of you who didn't vote or didn't vote for someone because they said they were MAGA or they believed the last election may have been skewed, only to reelect the same people back to Washington who are spending like drunken sailors into the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, you've got to wake up. You've got to wake up. You've got to start voting for people who are good for the country rather than, well, they've got a D behind their name or they've got an R behind their name. There are some Republicans I'd never vote for, including Mitch McConnell. And he's got to go too. It's not just the left. It's the right. It's time to clean up the swamp. But we should all be looking, when it comes to these top-secret documents, at Ron Klain, Joe Biden's chief of staff. Now, today's segment on Talkback with Chuck Wilder. Mr. Savato, how are you, sir? Mr. Wilder, I'm doing quite well. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. We, I think you and I have the kindest welcomes to each other than anything on radio. You know, it's such it's, res- it, a lot of respect there when you use that MR period. <laughs> it's, it's, it's decorum. Decorum. Yeah. I thought that was hanging from the, uh, from the front room window, decorum. Did I hear yeah. that once, once before? Maybe in a different dialect, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Take talk that. back to serve some, to deserve some decorum. So we, we do that. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the news that's been slipping under the radar here. Uh, more classified documents found in the Biden Delaware garage. <laughs> uh, by the way, you should have added uh, right next to his Corvette. <laughs> yeah, he's a car. He's a car guy. You know, Boy, he it, sure it, mentions it, that. All of them mention that. I wonder if he sent out a memo on that. Be sure to mention my car. <laughs> well, remember, he, he comes from. Uh, he is the son of a used car salesman. Oh. Yeah, so it's it's in the blood, and if that explains a few things to you with the way that he goes about running the country, so be it. So, but I think and his I'm Corvette not, might have not, turned into an Etzel. And I'm and I'm not saying anything against used car salesmen. They're making a, yeah. they're doing a great service today, especially with the price of automobiles coming off the line. But if you if you go back into the stereotypical used car salesman from way back when, before there were ethics of that business. That's that's what I'm alluding to. <laughs> don't hear too much about the Etzels, though, do you? No, you don't. But if, if you had one today, you could probably sell it and retire. <clears throat> yeah, that is true, you know. Yeah. But uh, why would you build a car with a hole in it? That's uh, what they were saying. Oh, yes, yes. And, oh, anyway, my father had one for a while. And... It kind of upset me because it wasn't the regular Etzel. It was an Etzel station wagon. Can you believe that? Yeah. Well, and again, I'm going to say this. If you had that today. Oh, yeah. You could buy that house on the <laughs> lake. Buy the what? You could buy that house on the lake if you had, oh, if you had an Etzel lake. station wagon today. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. Well, anyway, it's a, a batch of classified documents that's most people know, found in the garage of one of President Biden's Delaware homes. But you remember when he was talking about how uh, whenever they were questioning him before Mar-a-Lago or at the Mar-a-Lago raid and all that and about mm-hmm. how, oh, he is just, oh, you just can't trust this man, you know, and he's, it's, uh, what was the word I'm, I'm trying to think? Boy, I had it until 
about five minutes ago. I believe he called him irre- I believe he called him irresponsible. Irresponsible. I knew it had something to do with his ears. Irresponsible. Yes. Uh, and now, you know, do you think that they will go and do a search, a further search, no. and will they go through Jill's underwear drawer to see what they can <laughs> find? No, but no, you know that that's not going to happen, and I and I don't know where the special counsel's uh, investigation is going to go because when Merrick Garland gave um, the mandate to the special counsel, the scope of what he could look for was very very narrow, as opposed to the scope of what uh, the special counsel in the, who was investigating Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago documents uh, was. His is very very broad, so. Garland did have something to do with being able to help fix this for Biden. The overriding issue here is that it's really not the same thing. Where where Donald Trump was president of the United States, yeah. who has the power to declassify documents with just by saying it, he's the end arbiter of whether something is top secret, classified, or or not. Biden's documents come from a day when he was vice president, and the vice president doesn't have that power. So the chain of custody of these documents that not only saw them being delivered to the University of Pennsylvania, but also to his home in Delaware, that's problematic. And that's stuff people go to jail for. So let's see if if Merrick Garland you know, wants to redeem himself from being the overly politicized attorney general that he is, if if this special counsel goes forward and recommends indictments uh, because of what was found, and we can't know what was found specifically because these documents are top secret, but people close to the investigation, I usually hate using that terminology yeah. because it means you're, you got a little supposition going on there. People have alluded to the fact that these documents have to do with China and Ukraine, and that is doubly problematic when you look at the relationship that the Biden family has with the, with officials yeah. in those two countries. And how much money Biden is shelling out right now to the Ukraine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and without any accountability. You know, the people, the Republicans in the House say, hey, we want to know where the money's going. We, yes, we, we voted for it, and yes, we're giving it to them. But we're talking over $100 billion now. You know, for those of you who do math, that's one-tenth of a trillion. Um, and we don't know where it's going. We, we don't know how it's being used. You know, and now when you have, when you take into consideration the relationship that the Bidens have with Ukraine, Boy, you, if your eyebrows aren't raised just a little bit, you're not paying attention. Well, you know, uh, whenever uh, Trump put out this thing, I think it was Friday, uh, he re- he got on a on a rant that went forever. Uh, it was either Friday or Saturday, uh, and he was comparing, you know, his home. He said essentially is like an armed fort. Uh, it's not, you know, just a garage, you know, where you, just about anybody could break into it. <laughs> And and then you kept wondering, you know, how come uh, his son wanted to borrow the car all the time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, it's not because it was a vet. Yeah, maybe he was selling uh, secret material. Um, do you think that uh, that this could really, really, really sink Biden if they get to the bottom of this? 
you think there's you know, there, there's got to be a reason he's they he's got it stored away well i'm i'm sure i'm sure that there's something in there that would just destroy him and that's why he had to sequester it the way that he did uh-huh. uh will that come to the surface that remains to be seen it depends on on what's been destroyed already uh what the special counsel finds how cooperative they are and this would be under a department of justice that has already proved that they're partisan towards the democrat party and the biden administration so will we will we you know have an, a nonpartisan look at this i don't know we're going to have to wait and see but uh you know getting back to the point about mar lago as opposed to the garage <laughs> the the beach house garage over yeah. in delaware um neither one of them was a skiff which is a which is a secured a secured location per the definition of what a skiff is now is marlago more secure yes was the room that he kept these things in dedicated to documents and locked yes so it, it could be argued that the president the ex-president knew they were sensitive and locked them away and kept them securely held you just can't walk into mar-a-lago going wherever you want he's got security worthy of a billionaire now joe biden you know i don't know if the if the guy does he leave his garage door open he <laughs> said it was locked but who yeah. knows yeah did he ever take the car you know out for a spin and you think yeah i back it up and then i get out there and i put that lock on there because why? They, because I'm thinking about those secret documents I have. Or did he just leave it open? Because knowing him, he probably forgot they were in there. You think about it. The man, the man had just got finished at the Ebenezer Baptist Church on Martin Luther King Day in celebration of the holiday, saying that he was marching in Selma with Dr. King when he was nowhere <laughs> near there. So how are we to trust what he says about whether these the garage was locked or not? The guy doesn't know what day it is. Well, when Trump kind of went on his uh, campaign rampage, whatever you want to call it, uh, or you might just call it just naturally being Trump, <laughs> uh, he here's a quote here, and I, I saved this so, because I knew we were going to talk about this today. He says, uh, how come the Biden prosecutor is a nice guy, very friendly with Democrats and rhinos alike, close to Christopher Ray, and pretty much like and known by everybody, while my prosecutor is a radical left Trump hating lunatic <laughs> whose wife and family get a perfect 10 for spewing Trump hate and whose friends are the most evil, angry, and disgusting Marxists and communists in and around the government. The only thing he didn't accuse him of, I guess, is murder, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> he has I, a way with I, words, yeah. Th this, is, this is why Donald Trump a lot of times doesn't serve his own cause. He appointed this guy. Donald he appointed this guy to, to the U.S. Attorney's Office for Maryland. He's a Trump appointee, so why wouldn't he want him in, in being the guy who was picked? And if he's fair and learned and he's professional and, and, he's, and Trump's got nothing to hide, he should be celebrating uh, who was chosen for him. Well, you know, somebody didn't Donald that Trump, yeah. Donald well. Trump for, for the wrecking ball that he was during his presidential years, and we needed that. We needed the the exposure of of the of the the swamp. His time has passed, and he doesn't do himself any favors with the way that he talks about this stuff. 
so he and it's impossible for him to dial back because it's who he is. You know, you're fired. He's on NBC. You're fired. You know, yeah. so he's really so whoever's advising him has to get deeper into his persona to be able to look at him and say, you, you really shouldn't say that so that he hears it and listens. But from what I hear, he, he's back talking to Roger Stone and Roger Stone tends to oh. like to throw gasoline on a fire for his own for his own aggrandizement. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had Roger on a couple of times, you know, and uh, he he kind of he, he starts out okay, and then all of a sudden, you're right, exactly. Sort of switches gears and says, "Yeah, he goes uh, off the rails." Yeah, you know. Thank God, I never go off the rails, do I? Huh? No, you are you are a locomotive, sir. First lie I've you. ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> you are going from station A to station B, baby. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you. But uh, what, what was this other thing he did here? Uh, our country is in serious trouble. No borders, no voter ID, no energy independence. The Republican Party's not been smart and tough. True. But maybe they will be now. Good luck, America. <laughs> There's Trump. I don't know. Uh, and it's it's going to be very, very interesting, you know, the next uh, presidential election. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I love everything Trump did, you know, as a lot His of policies small, were awesome. Yeah, they were, you know, and he got the, the military and, and people that were locked up that shouldn't be locked up, you know, and all kinds of nice things. But he does have a habit of being the showman. We're going to be right back with a wonderful guest. His name is Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast and his website, undergroundusa.com. That's undergroundusa.com. Be right back. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit TalkAboutVaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Before we uh, change subjects here, I want to stay on this for a little bit. A uh, couple of notes here. Number one, Trump is seen to argue that Biden keeping classified documents is much worse than what he did, uh, and mainly because of uh, all of the security here and around. Do you think that will play any significance at all, Frank, uh, in this? Let's let's be honest. The people who hate Donald Trump are never going to not hate Donald Trump. Yeah. And the people who love Donald Trump are never not going to love Donald Trump. It's the people in the middle who are whose whose opinions may change. And the media doesn't cover the people in the middle. 
Um, was is Mar Lago more secure than than Rehoboth Beach? Yeah, of course it is. He's got private security like he has in all of his Trump locations. He's a billionaire, and there are people who don't like him. Surprise, surprise. So he has to have security. Plus, he's an ex-president, and that means he has Secret Service protection. So you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it, much much more secure than than Rehoboth Beef, but that doesn't change the fact that he was allowed to have those documents because he could declassify them. And when Biden took these documents, he was vice president and didn't have that authority. A crime was committed there. Yeah, and then Biden's son gets to hide his computer before the election, and this comes out after the election. Uh, mm-hmm. Senator John Kennedy, what did he see? He he called out what he claimed was multiple problems within the current administration and called for accountability writing, just like the hashtag Biden border crisis. The Biden classified document story is too big for the mainstream media to ignore and the American people want answers. Uh, you know, that's a very strong and wonderful statement, but uh, so far those statements haven't really accomplished anything with this uh, new guy. Well, it's it, it it's a truthful statement, and it's something in in days past when the media wasn't hyper partisan, and the executive branch in in the DOJ and the FBI weren't politicized, it would have held weight. And absolutely, if these documents that were illegally removed from skiff locations. And, and and not authorized by National Archives or the White House, for that matter. Because remember, these were removed under the Obama administration. If, if these have direct impl- implications to the Biden family and their business dealings, this makes Watergate look like nothing. This means, this means that top-secret documents, the use of our intelligence branches of our government, was used for private gain. Yeah. And we and we know that the Bidens gleaned hundreds of millions of dollars from Ukraine. We know that the Biden administration gleaned maybe hundreds of millions of dollars again from from their relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. So if there's documents there that that prove all of this that he was double dipping while he was vice president using his influence to enrich himself. That's a crime far beyond what Richard Nixon ever did. And I'll tell you, listener, when we talk about the double standard and how unfair it is, but think about this. The White House acknowledged that Biden's attorneys, okay, Biden's attorneys had found the 10 documents with classified markings at an old office at Washington, D.C. think tank, and the president had been peppered with questions about the discovery. And the classified documents that appeared to be from the Obama administration, they were found November 2nd. Okay, get mm-hmm. that get that date. November 2nd, before the midterm elections. Though news of the documents did not come out until months and months later. Boy, same way with the laptop, I'll tell you. Frank, it uh, we got to get an even playing field here, and I'm going to have to send you... To Washington, D.C., okay? I, I'm not sure I would be well-received at this point. Uh, they'd probably, uh, they would probably uh, censor you, yes. That... <laughs> get picked up, I'd get picked up by the same people who, who were picked up. I'd, I'd be sequestered with the January 6th people. 
Yeah, if you have trouble no on my question. blog, you know you'd have trouble in Washington D.C. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We'll be back and wrap this up with Frank Sabato, and then we'll get into some more stuff here. I got. Uh, well, where did that go? Okay, I'll find it later. Doesn't matter because I'm never lost. Never ever. Frank Sabato, UndergroundUSA.com. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit PetsAndPeopleTogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I spent a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. And in 09, it was sparks from me, your chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. guess we're through with uh, the Mar-a-Lago and the Corvette and the garage and the key <laughs> was always <laughs> anyway um, moving on here the Lightfoot campaign you want to get into that uh, you say they're desperate for volunteers and are asking teachers to offer credits to students who join uh, and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's re-election team what are they? They're begging for teachers to vote for them, or, or would you say, well, uh, let the student learn how to put an X on a ballot? In Chicago, you never know. I know. Um, Lori Lightfoot is okay. First off, I I need to get this out. Lori Lightfoot is probably the worst mayor that the city of Chicago has ever had. Yep. She is a one-trick pony. She ran on the fact that she was a black gay woman that's it there was no platform for making the city better safer more economically secure moving it into further into the 21st century on good footing she's a divisive individual a hateful individual and a racist so that said she does have a wide Field, there's nine people running for the mayoral spot coming up this spring in the election in Chicago, and she's in trouble. Crime is up 41% in the Windy City, even though she says, it's down, and, and crime is better because of me. Anybody who wears a badge in the city of Chicago laughs at that statement. Police officers have literally been handcuffed from doing their jobs. They can't foot pursuit anymore. If, if their weapon leaves their holster, even if they see weapons in the person's hand, they have to wait to be fired upon before they can fire. And they've, she's gone so far as to say, live broadcasts of Chicago police scanners are illegal now 
under her policy, and they have to be delayed because she didn't want media crews being able to get to a scene of massive uh, criminal activity because it would allow them to prove that what she's saying is a lie. But the, what, to the point that you're talking about, her campaign, mm-hmm. her official campaign, sent out a letter or an email using the mayor's, the mayor's office to every teacher in the city of Chicago using the, eight, the, the American Federation of Teachers mailing list, asking teachers to get their kids, to their students, to campaign for her. This is illegal on so many and levels, I don't know what to say. Listener, and let me go one level above, and it's above even what Frank has just said, but it's in his report. They also, she says, if they volunteer, they're offering scholastic credit as an incentive. Does that mean mm-hmm. you're going to get a better grade? Yeah, it, it does. It means you get extra credit. And one other so thing, you, though, you do also mention... If you were failing math... Mm-hmm. This extra credit could actually get you into a D so you could get socially promoted to the next class. Wow. But also, you know, you're talking about she didn't have much credentials, but she was an assistant U.S. attorney from 1996 to 2002. So does that make her qualify? No, it doesn't. (laughs) You have to look at her record. Yeah. And and she has nothing remarkable at all in her record. She used that position yeah. as a stepping stone to elected office. And we see a lot of people like that today. Kim Fox, who is the attorney general or, or, or the, the district attorney in Cook County, which which houses Chicago, is the same way. They're George Soros people. You want to let me. Who, uh, yeah. Let me give you one that's even higher than all the above. Kamalia Harris and her record. Yeah. You know, she used to used to attend parties in San Francisco, and they'd be smoking a joint, this is what I hear, and read, uh, and she would be laughing about all those people she just locked up for smoking. Yeah. Ha, 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 and look at us, you know. The wheels go round on the bus, 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 look at us. That's probably what she said. <laughs> anyway. No, they're, cut, they're cut out of the same cloth. They're they're willing to use their positions for personal gain, and this good mm-hmm. this goes back to uh, to what we were talking about uh, in the first segment. We've got politicians that are that are using positions for personal advancement and personal gain. We don't have any statesmen left anymore, Chuck. They're very few. They're very few, and when they speak, they're mocked. I consider Rand Paul somebody who's a state. He has fidelity to the Constitution. Ted Cruz has fidelity to the Constitution. I'll even go as far as to say that 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 Kristen Sinema from Arizona, who left the Democrat Party, said, "I I can't be here because you people are outrageous. I have to be an independent." She's she's got fidelity to the people that she represents in Arizona. These are people who you could sit down and have a a conversation with to find common ground compromise for legislation. But most of the people elected to office are only there to make sure that they can get in front of the television cameras because they see themselves one day as either president or in leadership in their chamber. And that's exactly what Lori Lightfoot did. 
I'm a black gay woman, so vote for me. And also, because, listener, because yeah. if you don't, you're a racist and you're a homophobe. And also, listener, get this from Frank's report. She also knew full well that soliciting campaign help from minors through a labor union was illegal on several levels. But guess what? I'm Lori Lightfoot, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'll put my x-ray eyes on you and melt you. Yeah, and she, she's, a, she's a very, she's a mean human being. Remember when they she's got a, those uh, <laughs> illegal aliens that had, had snuck across the border and then they ended up in Chicago, and she automatically moved them into another area somewhere in Illinois? In, in, into DuPage County, right across the line, and DuPage County is used to be the balance for Chicago. Chicago was very, very Democrat. DuPage County was the sixth most Republican county in uh, the country. Well, that's so why. she she got him over the border into DuPage County and said, we don't want him here. Well, what what happened to the to the inclusive, you know, diversity thing that she was vomiting while she ran for office the first time when everybody had to be included and and yeah. we needed to have we did compassion and everything else. Where is it? She certainly didn't show it. Well, I'll tell you. It it just seems like you know, common sense people in Chicago would have some resource with this lady, you know? You, uh, you're looking at people in Chicago who over the years, and I'm not talking about people who own businesses and own storefronts and things like that. Uh-huh. You're looking at a demographic in Chicago that supports Lori Lightfoot during campaigns like this one where there's such a wide field running for, for the spot that it doesn't take her but 20% to actually win an election. And and that's the problem with having 18 people on the ballot or or 12 people on the ballot or in her case nine people on the ballot. It dilutes it dilutes the field so that if you want to get rid of Lori Lightfoot but her sycophants are, are loyal to her, she can win again. <laughs> you know, so if if I'm running a campaign, if if I'm Lori Lightfoot and I'm running her campaign in Chicago, I make sure that I get people to run and get on the ballot who will, at the last minute, say something stupid or drop out of the race mm-hmm. so that people are voting for them and promise them something later. Mm. It happens all the time. That's why when, when we look at the at the primary fields for the Republican Party coming up in 2024, we can't have 18 people on the stage. The RNC has to do its job and whittle that number down to an acceptable number of people to debate. I don't ever want to see more than three people on a stage. Well, look what happened with the 18. One of them ended up as vice president. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's the negotiation behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. our political parties, if they're going to survive, and right now I don't see any difference between either of them. I really yeah. don't. And I think the if, only... If, uh, if they argument... want to survive, they've got to whittle down these numbers going into the primaries because they are not serving the American people, yeah. and they are definitely not serving the people who carry their banner. And interesting, too, that the uh, out of the 18 and the Democratic Party is running for president, uh, you know, Kamalia, she, the only battle she had was with Joe Biden. Yeah. About, you know, the buses and all this stuff, and then she ends up as his vice president. <clears throat> Something going on there. Uh, 
do you want to talk about this uh, ISIS vanishing from custody? Uh, this is a, I hadn't heard about this story until I got your report. Uh, yeah, this, this is, this, this is flying on. This is flying under the radar, and there's a lot of questions surrounding it. It's still a developing story because no one's no one's investigating it except Frank Sabato. Yes, thank you. Well, you know, all you really have to do is is take some time and get away from the bubble gum of CNN and MSNBC, and actually read more than one news outlet, and you stumble across mm-hmm. things like this. There's someone that they used to call the 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 ISIS beetle, Alexander Cody, 39, who was sentenced to life in prison because he was abducting, torturing, and beheading Islamic State hostages in Syria between 2012 and 2015. And they, several of them, the hostages, were Americans. He was extradited. He was tried and found guilty. He was supposed to be a lifer in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Mm -hmm. But somebody who was looking at at the cases going through this, a a diligent journalist, an honest journalist, realized that he's nowhere in the system in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. He's literally disappeared. And and the reason... Do they they have a year that he disappeared? No. Okay. No, he's he's just not anywhere in the system. And while there's a, a couple overlapping things that can explain this, like he's being transferred, I don't see how someone who has been sentenced to life in the Federal Bureau of Prisons gets moved around all that much. They usually put you in the cell, and that's that. And let, so, me, uh, let me just put this out here real quick for those of you that says, I don't, I don't know if you want to listen to the rest of this. Just think about the prisoner swap that uh, Biden just conducted, okay? It's going to be a connection here, maybe. All right, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, the Biden administration isn't necessarily transparent. I think that goes without saying. But with the recent swaps of Brittany Griner for a for an arms dealer that that was convicted in the United States because he was selling arms to terrorists uh-huh. who were killing Americans. Uh-huh. Um, it's is it coincidence that this person goes missing on or about the same time all this stuff is happening? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to find out. But that's the first thought that popped into my mind. I'm not I'm yeah. not accusing the Biden administration of doing that. But I find it very curious. Yes, yes, and like you say, it's possible, or a possibility worth investigating. Absolutely, of uh, course it is, wow. especially especially after the incredibly botched and and reprehensible retreat from Afghanistan that we had. We don't know what they promised the Taliban. Uh-huh. We know that the Taliban promised us pie in the sky. Women will be respected. Um, we're, we're, we're joining the Western world. And then as soon as we were gone, they said, oh, by the way, women better start wearing burkas. They can't go to college, and you better have somebody escorting you in the streets. And if I see your hair, we're going to execute you. Yeah. And the interesting thing, let's see, uh, Victor Bot, he was mm-hmm. in the prisoner swap. All right, listener. But this is not Victor. This is Alexandria, 39. Cote 
K-O-T-E-Y. Yeah. So was it two for one? You've heard that before, right? Two for one. We're having a was sale. It, we'll, was, yeah. it two for, was it two for one or, or was, this, was this in response to getting one of our assets released from Russia who had been there for more than 20 years? It just happened recently. Yeah. You know, we, there's too many questions around this and nobody's asking them. Well, you know, I wish we had more time, but I, Greta Thunberg, she'd probably know the answer. Guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, just talk about an insolent little child, and that that got a stage on on the on, on the world stage and, and yeah. amplified. You know, I I just her parents are the ones that have brainwashed her into this stuff. You know, you know, Lassie, I, I, Lassie never had this much attention, and I'm jealous no. of that because I'm a you big know, dog and, lover. You know. Go ahead. And 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 for her to lecture adults and scientists and mm-hmm. and and meteorologists, how dare you? You're stealing my childhood. You know what? Get back to school. <laughs> Get back to school. You should be in school. Aren't you truant? Why why are you getting a pass when all yeah. your when all the the kids your age are supposed to be in class? I don't think you why, mentioned it, but what is her age? Is it like 15, 16, something like that? Well, she started this thing when she was, like, I, I believe, 11 or 12, where she got a voice at the World Economic Forum's Davos meeting yeah. to talk about climate change. And you know what? I, I'm going to tell you right now, listen to Frank Savato's voice. You know, you should have heard him when he was three. Yeah, he should have <laughs> been already... Denying global warming back. Yes, okay. Frank Savato, and it's undergroundusa.com. We're going to be back and we'll wrap this thing up in just a moment. Undergroundusa.com. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap. And the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. We're talking about uh, Greta... Thornburg, I almost uh, said something else yeah. there, like a thorn in the, you know what? Ever see? And every time I see that, I keep wanting to say thorn in the. Yes. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, this comes along. You know, it, it's been going on forever and ever and ever. Global warming. You've got three years. You've only got three years left. Three years left, and then they move it to twelve, and then they did that one time, I think, and then back mm-hmm. to three, back to three, uh, and it's. Uh, I don't know. You you kind of get tired of it after a while. No. There was a there was a graphic on social media that was you know a lot of times it's you just they're they're meant for a, for a laugh. But there was a graphic on social media that had 
three Time Magazine covers from the 70s, and then three Time Magazine covers from the 90s and the 2000s. In the 70s, it was all about the coming ice age and how we were all going to freeze to death as we spun out into space. In the 90s and the 2000s, it was about how we were going to burn up and drown because the polar ice caps were melting. And now comes news that if we don't do anything, the ozone hole, which was the biggest, the biggest issue in all of this, will be completely healed by 2066. Because the Earth decided to heal itself. Okay. Let me ask you, on the 70s, were they calling it the Ice Age cooling, and now they're calling it the global warming? They were called global cooling. Yeah. And the, and the coming ice age, and now we've got it was then it was global warming, and now because they got caught in between these two incredibly gigantic lies uh-huh. that have absolutely no vision beyond the era of what records are have been kept, they've changed to climate change because well, climate changes. Well, duh. <laughs> four, yeah, four seasons in a lot a lot of the country, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this idea that that you know, we're in a, this catastrophic cycle of climate change, we've had ice ages and man wasn't driving cars. We've had volcanic eras and man wasn't driving cars. So, it's only the arrogant that believe that humans have the power to to dominate the way the Earth is going to be. Yeah. The Earth will jettison us when it gets tired of us. And will be gone. The planet will remain. You know, and uh, I read uh, somewhere probably last year or the year before about a lot of the meters they were depending on back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s that they were located next to asphalt driveways or airports and stuff like that. And that had something to do with the heat, you know, (laughs) rising off of the asphalt payments, you know, for airplane landings and stuff. Basically, they, they had the wrong meters in the wrong place or maybe some, some so-so meters that were put in the wrong place. But uh... this, is, this is the first instance of canceling, okay, of the cancel culture. You've got the founder of the Weather Channel and at least half of the meteorologists and weather scientists out there saying it's all garbage. But social media yeah. and the news media slapped this down. And I think the only global warming we have for a fact, Frank, is volcanoes. Okay, that's just my bottom line there. That's certainly certainly warms everything up. It does, yes. So you better get to those countries and tell them, uh, send all the money to America, because we have very few <laughs> volcanoes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Enjoy the visit. Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Thank you, Swade. Thank you, Madison. And thank you for listening. And God bless the United States of America. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, rate it if your platform lets you. And be sure to sign up for our Substack, which comes direct to you over at undergroundusa.com. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.